0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen and sexy people welcome to the expert to authority show. This is the show for coaches, speakers and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. So thank you very much if you're coming back because uh, you are a repeat listeners. Thank you. We love you. If you are new to the podcast uh, and or you're watching this on YouTube or other platforms, welcome. We love you too. We don't discriminate. We love everyone here. And uh, uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, DM selling. And we are going to talk about, in particular, how do we use the DM selling, so private messaging um, people, to sell evergreen programs. So not when you have a launch or something, but let's say that you want to get people to your group programs or you want to get people to work one-to-one with you. That's what we are talking about. And I have the perfect guest. I have the perfect guest for this topic my good friend, Rose Radford, the evergreen queen. She is incredible at two things. One, creating evergreen sales and evergreen programs, and two, getting clients through the end, but not the creepy way. And we're going to talk about that. We don't like creepy ways. So, Rose, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. All
0: right, Rose, first of all, uh, before we get into how do we get do we do DMS in the right way and private messages in the right way? Uh, how did you get did you stumble across this, um, this strategy? And why did you fall in love with it in particular?
1: Mm, Absolutely. So we've made well over a million US dollars in the last just over 12 months using DMs as a core part of that strategy. And um, it did not start up like that at all though. I started out by face planting probably at least two or three hundred DM conversations until I actually figured out how to do this thing. Um, so about two or three years ago, I was one of those new coaches who hadn't got any clients yet that needed to rustle some clients up pretty darn quick. And I just started talking to people in the DMs, mainly on Instagram at the time and got myself fully booked with my one-to-one clients in eight weeks using DMs. And I actually didn't do any cold outreach at all. Well, there was a little bit initially, but I don't do any cold outreach now, um, which is something that's really unique and different to what most people teach right when it comes to DM selling and I evolved then that journey into obviously beginning to sell a group coaching program because that's what you do when you're fully booked one-to-one you're like crap I need a group offer now but then of course group offers are like hungry lead gen gremlins because you always need to have more people coming into your world to be able to keep selling the group coaching program so I then had to ramp up the amount of DM selling and DM lead gen we were doing and I hadn't got enough time in the day at that, spot, that point, um, obviously you're running a business, you're doing so many other things. And for me to spend two or three hours a day in DMs just wasn't going to be reasonable. So I actually ended up hiring a girl who graduated from university, had no sales experience, was what, 21, 22 years old. And I trained her up in my DM approach and I had no idea if it was going to work or not to have somebody else do this for me on my behalf. And I said to her, look, I'm going to give you 90 days. I'm going to give us 90 days because it's a team effort always. Let's see if there's this role in my business works, whether it's viable or not. And within 30 days, she had brought in a client into the business that was worth 15k to me at the time. I was like, huh? maybe I'll some, do something here. It's not too maybe bad. Maybe
0: I want to something here.
1: Yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that was probably, I am gonna say 18 months ago, maybe two years ago now, it was a little while ago. Um, and so we've been testing and trialing, and erroring and, and just testing so many things ever since. And um, yeah, DM selling is just a core part of my strategy now. And I think this is going to be particularly important as we enter 2023 and beyond, as there is often a lot of um, hesitancy in the coaching and course markets these days people have felt burnt previously there's a bit of mistrust and I think wherever you can build more intimacy into your marketing and lead gen strategy you are always going to be able to therefore build more trust with your audience and that will naturally lead to conversion and I mean we have a very small audience I only have 8000 followers on Instagram and we're currently tracking at a million and most people turn around and say to me like that's ridiculous whereas how are you able yeah. to do that? And It's because of the intimacy piece.
0: Yeah. And so can you can you talk a bit more about the importance of intimacy? Why is that? Why is that so important right now? Because I don't think there is a tendency uh, in the in the industry, in the coaching and speaking industry to get away as much as possible to interaction with a customer. Everything needs to be automated. I want the clients on autopilot. I want people to buy without having consultations. I want people to buy without talking to anyone. So you you're actually going the opposite way and saying, no, you know what? I mean, automation, yes, is going to be important, but Mm -hmm. you want to create that relationship and create and create intimacy with a client. Mm So tell me a bit more why.
1: Um, If you're Tony Robbins, you can probably do that. (laughs) If you've got a really strong brand and a lot of trust built up over time and people know you and they've consumed a lot of you, then they might be inclined to go and drop five, 10, 20 K via a sales page. But most people like to have a bit of a conversation with you first, just to see if it's the right fit for them or not. And if we're not allowing them to have that conversation, we genuinely miss out on the sale because sales is a contact sport. So we've got to have contact, right? So that's my approach to this. And um, I mean, I had a sales call yesterday and it took eight minutes (laughs) because she'd already had the conversation with me in the DM, she'd already consumed my content. Um, So it doesn't mean that you have to do really, really long sales conversations at all, but to have that level of intimacy in in there into your marketing means you're going to overcome trust barriers and issues and skepticism way faster and people buy from people ultimately. So uh, the more that you can be a person with them and for them and have a conversation, the more they're going to buy from you.
0: Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big believer. In fact, for my business philosophy, it's all about bringing people together. It's about community. It's about also creating moments where people, they can see who you are and they can connect with you. And that's why I love the DM strategies. Uh, that's why I really love the DM strategy, because it's creating that personal touch point that actually, as you, can, as you said, you can also scale because at mm-hmm. some point it might start with you, but then you can have other people then do that work for you and have those conversations and still create intimacy uh, with your audience. Be- before we go into the strategies though, I want to know a bit more about your background. What what was your background before going into the coaching industry, before mm. saying, yes, I'm gonna be a coach, or <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if you want to your, call yourself a coach. I mean, everyone everyone wants to call themselves different ways right now, but yeah. what was your uh, your background before?
1: Um, I was a strategy consultant at McKinsey previously and um, I was actually I believe still the first female undergraduate from Bath University to land a job at McKinsey had never been done before um, so I walked into that job feeling like a really big imposter from day one it's like honestly I spent the first month expecting them to send me an email saying Rose we've made a, an error we've made a hiring like error mistake we need to sack you but that didn't happen thank goodness um, so yeah I, I basically cut my teeth on really high level expertise driven strategy consulting, which was super cool. Um, But it burnt me out really quickly. And so I left there after two years at the age of about twenty five and started my online business at that point. Um, And it's been a journey. It really has.
0: Well, you start you started immediately uh, online uh, in uh, in that way. How was your first uh, your first client? What did you sell to your first client? Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I do. Oh, my gosh, I love the first client story. So, um, I think, well, there's a couple of different first clients because I was doing different things in different niches, The first let's say business client. um, She happened to be somebody really different to me and I love this this story because it really overcomes objections that often or fears that we have as coaches coming from corporate into the coaching industry where we feel like, well, I don't know enough about the online industry to be a coach. Um, And so this particular client, she was a social media and marketing service provider kind of slash consultant based in Los Angeles. And her clients were restaurants and bars and those sorts of food-based businesses. So I hadn't got any experience of this market at all, but what I did have experience with was negotiating because I had done that three times over at McKinsey. I'd also done that Mm. in uh, one of my um, modules at university and everything, but I'd really cut my teeth on negotiating as a skill and one of the things that we i needed to do with her we we did together was negotiate her current contracts with her current clients to raise the prices and convey value in a way that allowed them to say do you know what okay we are going to yeah. pay three times the price so i used that very like specific corporate skill set and it was like a sub skill set of the skill sets to apply to that client and she smashed it i think we doubled her revenue in like 6 months or something and it was wild so um yeah i really i fondly remember that story <laughs>
0: I love I I love the first the first client stories. Uh, I remember actually my my first client. It was uh, I I did uh, so I started my coaching business at 22, and uh, no one told me that no one would hire a life coach that is 22 years old, (laughs) for obvious reason. But the people that sold me the course they forgot to mention the detail, right? So I remember my first, I did about 200 coaching sessions for free because I did coaching for me, not for others, and then uh, yeah. developed the business. So I did about like 200 coaching sessions for free. And I remember the first client paid me 30 pound <laughs> for, for 30 pound an hour to actually have them open their Facebook pages. <laughs> it's like nothing to deal with what I said, but that was my very first paying client who actually paid me for and. Uh, oh, wow. And we started. So that's I I love. I love the first client stories. Uh, Last question before we go into the DM. How, what skills uh, that you learned uh, or were using uh, as a consultant in McKinsey, as a strategy in McKinsey uh, shaped your way of thinking in the way you see business right now that in the work that you do with your clients?
1: It was huge, actually. The way in which you're trained to think in a place like McKinsey is really powerful I think it sharpened my already like strong thinking skills but it made them like really pointedly sharp so I find now a lot of my clients will pay me for my clarity of thought um, knowing how to like cut straight to the heart of the issue and obviously I teach other stuff I teach evergreen marketing I teach how to sell high ticket group coaching programs uh, on evergreen where you can sign one to three clients a week I teach DM selling like all of that sort of stuff um, marketing and sales is great but actually when you're working with a mentor. I find that like their basic skill set is really important for you to be able to plug into and be a value to you. So clients will just like lay down all the stuff that's happening with them right there and I will be able to drill straight into what they need um, and create clarity of thought and structure to move them forward. So I'm also a very structured person. Um, The other thing as well, I think is you go from corporate and then you go into the online space and any listeners that have done that will maybe resonate with this, but you walk into the online space and you're like, why the hell are people doing that here? Like, why would you run a business in that way? This, this makes zero sense. One example would be that no FTSE 100 company or Fortune 500 company relies on launching as their main revenue driver, their main like marketing strategy. Yeah, we all seem to do it in the online space as if like that's the best thing ever and so um yeah there was some interesting things that i kept quiet about for the first couple of years because i thought well i don't know any better i'm just walking into this new space so who am i to know and then i got brave enough to turn around and say what are we doing this for peeps this makes no sense um and then obviously pissed some people off which was great fun and um, made a name for myself as the green queen <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got but, a lot
0: of followers uh, from That's why uh, that's why I was uh, I, I was curious to ask you this question because when you I, I don't come from a corporate background. So never worked a corporate day in my life. I went from managing restaurants and catering to yeah. literally starting my first coaching business and going into schools and then running my own events. So it was very quick. Mm. And I think that there is a lot that people can remember uh based on their corporate work on how they were working or how the structure the companies that can be that they like, that can be applied also to their own business. As you mentioned, like the evergreen situation, you don't just rely on launches. You want something that people can buy 24 seven. You want something that people can buy ongoing. Okay. Right. Let's let's talk about the M's now. Let's talk about the M's because we got to know you. And now let's talk about the M's. We already said that it's a great strategy and a great way to build relationship and build intimacy. Let's start with what not to do. With the dms mm. because i know there is a lot of uh, either mm, people maybe they have been to other programs they have heard other people saying do dms in this way and they said mm, i don't really like it so what not to do in dm in your approach and then we're going to what to do
1: okay love it so um i'm a not a big fan of cold outreach at all it can work for some people if you are very specific and niche in who you're reaching out to and you've got a great first message but I think for 90% of the cold messages that we receive in the online space it's quite spammy it's kind of irrelevant to what our situation is so it feels spammy when you go out to somebody and say hey I can help you do x um I actually had somebody cold message me about a year ago saying something like hey I can um help you with your speaking I was like you don't even know what whether I want to speak or what I want from it you don't know what my goals are just like piss off <laughs> So it was it was really bad and so most people are doing it really really badly we on the other hand do something different we have between two and seven sometimes more new leads message us every single day right now whether it's into our Instagram or Facebook inbox or it is into our email inbox Um, we have that inbound like machine working for us really really powerfully and then what my DM assistant basically does is sort the leads rather than sell to them we sort them out like who's this person what what their goals um how can we help them what offer are they aligned for what are they best for and also can we maybe not help them and that's not the right person for us and that's okay too so that also removes any level of scarcity mindset you might have in your business because if somebody doesn't sign up today there'll be somebody else tomorrow it's fine because you've got more leads coming tomorrow and that's beautiful and um just to caveat on that we don't run a huge number of ads we spend about Three to four grand a month in US dollars on ads right now, um, but the revenue that we receive is between seventy and one hundred k in cash received per month. So I'm more than happy to spend three k and get like seventy. It's an insane
0: return. Back. That's yeah. a really high return
1: because of the intimacy piece. That's why. um there's probably other pieces to it as well but yeah so partly is is obviously spending on ads but we can see the ROI from that really clearly um that then leads to these inbound leads but those inbound leads have typically seen a lot from me before they even message me in the first place which makes means that they are warmer um so yeah I mean this all all of this came about because I got triggered by a friend about two years ago where she said publicly on her Instagram story something like I've just had two people reach out to me this week to inquire about working with me. And it triggered me because I was like, I'm not getting that. How that's so unfair. That's like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, I got into a little bit like victimhood and frustration and, and like anger with myself. And then I was like, right, I am going to commit to figuring this out for myself. I'm going to work out how to make it so people can message us and then I can show how I can help them. And I just got obsessed over it. I think anything you get obsessed with, you end up really, truly mastering. And that's how the lead gen thing happened.
0: Uh, so one of the no goes is uh, the is um, uh, done for you, not called outreach. That's uh, one of your ways because, uh, yeah, you're right. When you when you're sending someone a cold message, they don't know you. That's that's mm. what a cold message is for everyone that Maybe it's not familiar with the term. Mm -hmm. You send someone a message they're not expecting. You You know, in particular on LinkedIn, all the messages that you receive and say, "Hey, we can help you achieve that," and it's like, "Okay, who are you? You don't know me. You don't know what you can do for me." So that's one part. Any other no-go for you in terms of the DMs? LinkedIn.
1: LinkedIn is probably one of the best platforms to do cold outreach with. If you're going to do it, LinkedIn's probably do it on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. that it can never work there are similar issues and some approaches that can really work it's just that 90% of people seem to do this really badly anyway um mm-hmm. so yeah what was your what was your next question sorry
0: the, the next question is what, what else is another no-go for um,
1: you on the another DMs? no-go would be sharing all of your program details the nuts and bolts the sexy bonuses in the dms before you've qualified that DM, that um lead as somebody that you can help So what I mean by that is actually asking them questions like what are you working towards right now, what are you stuck with, what have you tried, like the qualification process so that you know as the entrepreneur that you can help that person and then share the information about how you could help them. Most people would actually just jump on a call anyway, if you're gonna sell something high ticket, rather than share the information in the DMs, you might say, hey, let's jump on a call, I'll, I'll share everything with you there and chat this through a bit more. Um, but where a lot of people will go wrong is they'll get like a DM and say, hey, I'm interested in your thing, can you tell me more, more details? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Literally. And, the, and then they get ghosted and they wonder why they get ghosted, but yeah.
0: I hear you, I hear you. Ah, oh, that's definitely. So what I'm hearing you saying here is that the qualifi- the same qualifying questions that you will normally maybe ask on a call uh, where at the beginning of a call. You now, tell me a bit more about your business, what are the challenges that you're having? What's your vision? what do you need help with? So that's the part that then also you're using you're having a conversation at the end to see if they're ready for a call.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a light touch version of a traditional sales call anyway. Um, and you might, you might start with like, Hey, thank you for reaching out. Um, more than happy to share all the details with you before I do, can I ask you a couple of quick questions for clarification? Obviously everybody's gonna be like, Mm. yeah, of course. And then you start your questions and you get to like figure out then what, who they are and whether you can help them or not.
0: Mm. And, and, and I know also you have a free resource, uh, which is a script. Oh, on, yes, uh, I
1: do. Thank you for reminding me to, on that
0: one. So, <laughs> I, I think it was like, a perfect time to mention it. <laughs> it was know, a perfect right. time to mention. It.
1: <laughs> perfect time. Thanks for having me back. Um, so I have one of the best freaking lead magnets we've ever created in my business. And that is saying something because we've had some epic lead magnets. So this free resource is incredible. Um We're going to pop the link in the show notes for you, but it's essentially a pdf of the two conversations real world conversations i had with two people where they signed up to my 15k program for without sales call sorry um so we literally went from dm to signing up job done, not even a sales call. And where I've even gone and voice noted them, I've written what I said out for you. So you can study those two conversations, see what I did there and explain it and use that as inspiration for your own conversation. So the link for that is simply roseradford.com slash DM hyphen sales hyphen scripts.
0: So roseradford.com, DM hyphen, dot, dot com, DM hyphen sales hyphen scripts. Slash, ah, uh, that's I uh, was like, there is something not... missing. There was something missing. I couldn't, my brain couldn't find what was missing. So, What oh, forward slash uh, DM I iPhone sales I iPhone, iPhone screen. This guy I was confused. Like, my brain, like, anyways, go in the show notes. Uh, and, uh, I mean, if you're driving, just pull over, go in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> get get the script because i'm definitely going to get it i want to see i want to see what i want the flow of the conversation that you did works like i'll tell you uh before we ask a few more questions uh, I i to said you we were talking before about linkedin mm-hmm. and dms there is one thing that i did in sending automated dms that worked really well that yeah. i absolutely loved where people were more open it was not a, a, an invitation to, hey, I've got this masterclass, because I've tried the invitation to masterclasses. Mm-hmm. I've tried, um, hey, do you need help with X? Uh, let's jump on a call. We can chat. That didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. The one that really worked well was when we created uh, almost like a, a networking event for people mm-hmm. and say, hey, um, we are running a, a um, we were calling the GTS Collaboration Hub. So that collaborative session we bring coaches and speakers together to help each other and discuss opportunities for partnerships uh if you're interested let me know i'll send you the link if you're not just ignore this message ps by the way this is an automated message and if you don't respond you're not going to receive anymore that that was literally the message it got uh, a 30 30 response on wow. automated cold outreach it was uh, that was a good point. So, find. I now
1: obviously oh. want, as the marketeer, want to ask all the questions about like show up rates, conversion rate. What were you talking I'll about? I'll get
0: like- you, I'll get, I'll get on your podcast and then we talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause Love this it. is, this is about, I just going to create a contest. So, but we can go on your podcast and we could talk about it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so, going back to the ends, so going back to, uh, to, to your strategy, um, let's uh, look at uh, how do we get those people to the end though? Because, uh, some people can say two things one is okay but what is the first step and the second thing is but what if i don't have an audience so i want to cover these two questions so let's start let's say that you already have an audience that's the first scenario you have an audience and how do we get people to keep dming consistently and starting those conversations
1: yeah, so you want to obviously use a call to action of some kind and obviously most people are already producing conversion content on social media or they're going live or they're emailing their list, they are be running a masterclass like they're already doing a lot of marketing activity for, for most coaches and speakers and stuff so what we want to do then is make sure there are call to actions added to As much as you can possibly bear as much as everything i mean i I put a call to action on most things to be honest unless my cmo who does a lot of my marketing these days doesn't but um the call to action often will end with something like dm me for the details it's as simple as that and so instead of saying like go to the link in my bio to book a call or click to apply or some other really big jumps Mm. like you're going to read this one bit of content and you're going to go and book a call with me. Most people wouldn't, it's too much of a jump, but what they are comfortable in doing is inquiring, dropping you a quick message and saying, hey, yeah, I would like the details actually. Um, And then you start the conversation from there. You can use very specific call to action. So instead of putting like a lovely bit of content out there and then saying, do me for the details, you might say something like, hey, I'm looking for a small group of, uh, people of some kind that you work with, like small mm-hmm. group of my idle client right now who want to create this juicy one big results and insert the result that your program creates. If that's you DM me for the details. So you want to make sure you're specific with your call to action rather than like Just DM me to find out more because people are not going to do that. You want to have something a bit more specific attached. And then with that in mind, um, you want to be able to put this call to action everywhere you can think of. It's laced all the way through our funnels. Um, You can put it on your blog, your YouTube. like It can go anywhere that you're showing up and it will just begin to create this compound effect, like a snowball effect of people beginning to DM you more and more because they're seeing it everywhere.
0: And this does does it work for every platform that has a functionality of the sending a private message or is there platforms that you would use it more or less or it doesn't really matter?
1: Um, I wouldn't say we've tested it on places like YouTube because I don't really have a YouTube channel, but I bet there's a way you could do it that you could probably even put like underneath the video. Hey, come and DM me over on my Instagram account here if you want more details or something like that. Um, And obviously you can use LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And your email list to get people to message you so there's a whole variety mm. of places i think wherever you're showing up there's always going to be an opportunity um to to get people to dm you and i don't think it's necessarily worth adding a whole new platform in just to get people to dm you but it might be it depends on where you're at
0: so every platform can work as long as there is a dm and uh, the lesson here is uh, making strong making call to actions mm. and a lot of time when you spend time creating i'm sure a lot of our listeners do spend a lot of time creating content putting great material out there, Mm -hmm. and uh, there is a difference between content that generates likes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and content that generates sales. That's why you can make uh, more than a million dollars with only eight thousand followers because uh, you are conversion focused. That's what I'm that's the thing like piecing together a bit of this interview and this elements of this interview. Your social media is there to give you clients and to generate clients, not to get a lot of likes, not to get a lot of shares, uh, not to build a massive audience. But the aim is uh, how can I get a really great quality of people that are following me, that are willing to interact with me and then ultimately buy my programs? Because the majority of people actually that they want to be in the coaching business, they have no interest in becoming influencers with massive audiences. They just want to have a nice, good business where they can serve their clients, make hundreds of thousands or millions or even a few tens of thousands. That's depending on your business goal. Like that's that's personal to you. Yeah. But let's look at the scenario of which is my last question. I don't have an audience. Like it's all good and great. I don't have an audience. I don't have a mailing list. I'm starting out. Does this strategy worse for me mm-hmm. or not?
1: So I was in exactly that position as well when I started my business. The only hmm. people I, it wasn't even on Instagram when I started my business. I only had Facebook friends from like school and then LinkedIn with connections from like McKinsey and other work experience. So at all instances, I was in a place of like, crap, what are they going to think of me if I start talking about this thing I'm trying to get off the ground. Like all of that fear of judgment, the classic stuff you start off with. Thank yeah. goodness I'm over that now, but oh my gosh, it's not fun at all. So I was exactly in that position. And there were two opportunities for you at this stage. Um, and it depends on whether you wanna spend time or money. And so if you wanna spend time, if that's the resource that you have, the most available to you right now I would highly recommend jumping into Facebook groups and posting content in there answering people's questions being of use in other people's Facebook groups it only takes two or three groups for this to work and then as you're making connections with people you're then going to add them as a friend add them to your friends specific list on Facebook if you are really conscious about being judged by other people on your Facebook either unfriend them and delete them or just make a special friends list that are like business friends or whatever it's going to be your potential business clients or whatever and then post content just to them so only they can see it like there's a there's always a loophole around your own mindset stuff Mm -hmm. and obviously go and work with a mindset coach to figure yourself out anyway but that's always an option initially to get things going post content on your Facebook page people then begin to DM you so Facebook groups is a great place to start um obviously you can go on Instagram as well and one of the places that I started with Instagram is using the follow unfollow strategy which has its pros and cons um and so that's more on like the paid side of things. So if you're willing to spend money, so it's time or money, um, the money piece would either be Facebook and Instagram ads or um, the follow-on follow strategy on Instagram as a starting point. But you have to be really careful with that because you have to have somebody really good on your team to do it. Um, so yeah, those would be the recommendations I would start with and then really go from there.
0: So, and, and in particular, I don't know much about follow-on follow strategy, so we're not gonna talk about it, but the one on Facebook groups huh? Um, it it works because uh, you can, if you don't have a big audience, your question is to ask who has my audience Mm -hmm. and then be there of service, not DMing people or sending private messages to people behind the group, the group owner. That's a no go that will get you kicked out if people find out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. But I know I need to caveat it because some people will do that don't because it's almost like you're being invited to a house and you're in someone else's house mm-hmm. and now you go to the to the guest and say hey i've got a better house party in my house next door mm-hmm. that that i think someone explained this to me one day i wish i came i came up with that metaphor It's so good but it was someone else and it's like that makes perfect sense yeah like you're not going to someone else's house you've been invited as a guest poaching the other guest and say come mm-hmm. to my party is mm-hmm. better No, you don't otherwise get kicked out
1: to to fully clarify on that. You go and make genuine friends connections peeps inside that Facebook group. You then add them as a friend. You might have a quick chat in the DMS and you just allow them to see the content you're then putting on your Facebook page and things evolve naturally Mm. over like a few weeks, maybe a few months rather than like cold spamming people.
0: Exactly, because then by the time they are connected with you, they're going to see the content you put on Facebook. Right. So win, win, win. All right, Rosa, is there was a before we wrap up, was there a question that I should have, I should have asked you that I didn't ask you around the DMS, or something that we need to clarify? um,
1: So one of the questions I often get asked, um, or concerns is, I don't know how I feel about having somebody else talk as if it's me in my Instagram DMS, because Mm -hmm. that's how I get how I have mine set up. Um, I have a, an incredible DM assistant. She's been working with me for over a year now and she sends the messages on my behalf as if it's me. We never say like, from whatever, like from her name. Um, and I'm gonna keep her name protected because she's amazing. And I don't want to be asked to have her. <laughs> but, um, so in, in like response to that, I often say things like, look, there's been a precedent set here for, CEOs, politicians, um, speakers, all that kind of stuff to have other people write stuff on behalf of them. You'll have an EA respond to an email on behalf of a CEO in corporate. Um, For a politician, you'll have politicians go and stand up there in front on on stage and read out the speech that was written for them that they didn't even touch. Like that kind of stuff genuinely happens. So with that Mm -hmm. in mind, I feel like there's a precedent set here for you having somebody to to speak on on your behalf. And ultimately, if I'm going to say the same thing as what my DM assistant is going to say, what's the difference between her sending the the send button versus me saying the send button? Doesn't really matter. Um, So yeah, that's like the one thing that I often hear from people that they worry about.
0: That's a great point. That's a great point. So other people have their stuff written for them. Mm-hmm. Why not you? <laughs> yeah. Why not you? Right. Rose. So let's, let's remind everyone about the DM script and the, uh, that, that you, that they can download. So where they can find it and what's included. And then we're good to wrap up.
1: Amazing. Yeah, so go and stalk two conversations I had with two different leads that led them to sign up to my 15k group coaching program without a sales call. And that is available for you at roseradford.com slash dm hyphen sales hyphen scripts. All
0: right, make sure you get it. Uh, Rose, thank you very much for being on the show. You've been absolutely brilliant. There is a big thing I'm taking away from this interview is that one launches are not the only way to make money. And if you want to have a sustainable business, you want to go into the evergreen business having an evergreen model where you can onboard clients consistently and build those relationships with clients, with potential clients through great DM strategies. I know you have courses and programs of that around that. So make sure you check out the web, Rose's website, check out their programs, check out the, the giveaway that she that she has given for this interview, because it is a It's going to make a big difference. It's going to make a big difference. I'm a huge fan of the evergreen model. That's how we have set up our businesses, and it is one of the best things that you can do for your business. So make sure you check it out. Also, if you have uh, not subscribed yet to the show, make sure you subscribe and also leave us a a good review, potentially five stars. It's good for the guest. It's good for the podcast. It's good for my ego. It's good for everyone. So make sure you give us a good five star review. Now, jokes aside, uh, reviews are the life and blood of every show. So uh, please, please uh, leave us a review. And until next time, have a fantastic rest of the day, evening, night, wherever you are. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. GTEX.Events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's GTEX.Events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz. All the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.